In this episode of Novel Predictions, Kale stalls until she can't stall no more. Do you want to do predictions? Well, I mean, we, I mean. Is there more? That's, is there more stalling you can do? I don't know. That's what we're here to do. (laughs) I guess. I don't know. Sure. Novel Predictions. I'm Allison, and this month I'm rereading The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. You totally forgot the book there for a hot second, I did. didn't you? Yep. Yeah. Do you want me to do it again? No, it's fine. <laughs> I'm Kales, and I'm reading Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy for the first time. Yay! Yeah. Um. So this is Novel Predictions, obviously. Thank you so much for joining us. We are having a weird month in November because... I, Allison, am traveling, um, so we're going to be posting this episode in the first week of November, and then our review episode will go up the last the last yep. week of November. Yep, the week of Thanksgiving. So it'll be super weird, but you'll get your monthly episode, so that's all that matters, right? Yeah. Right. right. We promise. You'll get to read the book <laughs> with us. It's super short. It's super short. weird as fuck. And weird as fuck. And yeah. it's, it's, we're going to be entertaining and you'll still get your episodes, but this way Allison doesn't have to bring a microphone across the ocean. And, and my poor husband doesn't have to upload the podcast while we're at the beach. Exactly. They can just focus on their vacation. Yeah. And podcasters take breaks all the time. Crime and sports had something happen, so there was no episode today. Which is not today when you're listening to this, but today when we're, <laughs> when we're recording, recording it. it. So that's invalid. Also, today when we're recording it, it's very snowy in Denver. I'm so pissed, and we're mad. Well, I'm not really mad. I'm kind of, I'm kind of into it. But Kales is mad. I well, I just have had a, I've had a hell of a day because where I work rarely closes, and they closed, and that's fine. But a lot of it falls onto my department to tell everybody that it's closed, and that's fine. But it's just is hard getting all the words out there, especially when we have big announcements and things happening. But, you know, what the nice thing is, is technology. Yeah. Because I think about it all the time that, you know, I couldn't do anything or work from home at all. I would just be stuck here and nobody would know or I'd have to call into a job line. Um, you know, that's how people used to do it. There's still a sick line that you call into at my work. Really? so old fashioned. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That's weird. I know. But yeah, so it's pretty to look at. The cats are unhappy um, <laughs> that I'm house-sitting. I don't have cats. Um, but it is pretty to look at. And I hear it's only going to get worse, Yay. which is so great. Thanks, October. You're cool. I know. And right before Halloween, too. Yeah. Um. So our last episode just... I hope you guys enjoyed it because it was so much fun to record. Oh, my God. <laughs> and if you haven't listened to the Hocus Pocus bonus episode, I encourage you to go back and listen to it because if you we have special guests we have special guests and if you've seen the movie hocus pocus you will be genuinely appalled at kales's initial thoughts that's a bit of throwing me under the bus don't you think but it's it's super funny and cute Uh uh-huh uh-huh i mean to be fair our other special guest did a bad job too everyone did a bad job yes it was Except, great. Yeah, it was super fun. We had a good time. And um, 
I like the idea of doing movie bonus predictions, bonus episodes in the future. Um, I don't think we can do it on a regular basis, but it was still super fun. And I am looking forward to be humiliated more because I don't even know what we're going to do with this episode. I have no, I've got nothing. And I feel like that it's, it's a free for fucking all. Yeah. So this month we are reading The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, um, which is by Douglas Adams. It's a very short book. My copy is like 208 pages. I thought mine was like 140. I have like a tiny little pocket book version. Some of them are like 190. Yeah. Um, if you've read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, you know that it's a very unique text. Sure, that's a word for it. Um, it's definitely strange. Um, but so we read the first six chapters for this prediction episode for Kales. which gave me literally fucking nothing. It gave you okay. So when I was reading, it does give you a little bit, but it's hard to see. It's hard to follow the plot. Anyway. Is there a plot? That's what I really want to know. I is do, this a plot or is this just, just like a space <laughs> romp? Like, I guess, but even Bill and Ted has a plot. Like, yeah. I just, it's, I don't even there's know. A, there's an underlying plot. There's a cast of characters that's consistent. There's a... And they do things. Yeah. We're like going somewhere to find something. So... Oh, fuck. But... I will get. I will grant you that it's not a very significant plot. Yeah. Um. But, uh, can you tell me a little bit about your initial thoughts in these first six chapters? Besides the fact that you have no idea what's happening. I, well, I ha- I know what's happening. That's different. I I know what's. You don't happening. know where we're going. Yes, that's a better way of saying it. Like the book is well written enough, and I understand it enough to know what's going on like it's very um it's very funny yeah um and i haven't seen the movie either but allison did tell me that martin freeman who's in the hobbit and sherlock and love actually plays arthur Mm -hmm. the main human and i cannot get him out of my head as the main character i think it's so fucking perfect and i found it as a as an english student very funny the very clear metaphor between the destruction of the planet and the destruction of Arthur's house yeah, and the drinking. I thought it was very, um, it just clever and silly. And yet I feel like there's some deeper meaning here. And at the same time, I feel like we could just be duped by Douglas Adams to have any sort of meaning, you know, cause the only thing I know about Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is that the meaning of life is 42 because somebody somewhere mixed it up. And that's like I shit you not. That's the only thing I knew about this book going in was that pop culture right. joke of the meaning of life is forty two. Yeah, and you don't have any idea where that comes from in the book. No, absolutely not. Just that no. that sentence exists. That's just what you respond with in nerd culture when someone asks what's what the, the meaning, meaning of life? life. You say forty two. Right. And I've used it as a joke. I've used it as a book bottles question. <laughs> I've said, what's the meaning of life and Jackie Robinson's jersey number? 42. Nice. Well, so you, so at least I mean, you're it's enjoying cute. It's, it, right? Yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's funny. Um, the audiobook is, that I have is read by Stephen Fry, yes. which just makes it even fucking better. Yeah. Um, although I was enjoying reading it on the bus. Um, I didn't get the audiobook ahead of time. Um, and I had a, like a 7.99 copy. And 
I was reading it on the bus and I was enjoying myself. I almost snorted out loud actually on the bus one time. Um, cause I was enjoying very much this whole, like we're at a bar, the world's going to end in a few minutes. Nothing matters. Let me continue to tip you 20 pounds. Yeah. And it's, it, you know, it's a, it's an enjoyable thing. I think I'm going to struggle as I struggle always in any sci-fi fantasy is the jargon, like the scientific shit. I don't, they were doing it while they were like on the, on the spacecraft when they got beamed up or, you know, when they found themselves hitchhiking on the ship and there was like a lot of weird jargon with it. I was like, I just don't care. And that's fine. Um, and I'll get over it. It's also really short. So I'm sitting here like, what is going to happen? And I liked that though. I liked that it was fast and yet filled. Even in the six chapters, we got quite a bit of content. Yeah. Which was really nice. Yeah. And we met and not, two not plot. Not really plot. Yeah. Well, we met two parties, right? We met Arthur and Ford. Yes. And then we, in the last chapter or two, we met. Um, Presumably in our antagonist. Babel, Babel Racks or whatever. Ba- Babel Racks. I always forget how, it's, how to say it. I don't know. I, I, d- I don't know. I don't know. Because um, they're current. So, okay, let's recap. If we can. So, Arthur Dent is a human man. Yes. And his best friend, Ford Prefect, is... Is an, apparently not. An alien. Um, and... But Arthur doesn't know this. Arthur's house is going to be demolished to make a freeway. And so he gets real upset about that. But Ford comes and gets him and says, it's fine. Just leave it. We have to go to the pub. Arthur follows him for some reason. I don't know why. I do feel like there's a lot of logical jumping in this book. Like, just for for the sake of comedy almost. Yeah. Where you're like... Like, Ford convinces the foreman to lay down in Arthur, Arthur's stead and convinces Arthur that that will be enough and his house won't get destroyed. Like, and Arthur goes with that, even though it's completely illogical. Right. I think it's just for the sake of humor. That would be my guess. But anyway, so yeah. they go to the bar. Um, Ford tries to force Arthur to drink a whole bunch <laughs> <laughs> Which feels weird at first. I don't know. I feel like there has to be something with space travel or something like that. Like it was easier if he was passed out. He says he says later, um, like the jump will be easier because alcohol acts as a muscle relaxant. So like you won't be as you won't tense up is basically what he was saying. Like if you drink a bunch, then you won't tense your muscles and you won't get hurt as much by the hitchhiking jump. Right. So anyway, um, and then Ford says, ha, the the world's going to end because a giant construction fleet is coming to destroy the Earth to make space for an intergalactic highway paralleling Arthur's home being destroyed. Um, And then they get, so Ford and Arthur use this little device to hitchhike onto the ship, basically get teleported up there. Um, But the ship is not... It's a Vo- it's Vogon, and the Vogon are not friendly. Um, nope. <laughs> so they're they're stowaways, uh, and the point we stopped reading, they were like about to be. They're about to kill them. Yeah, they're about to be either thrown into space or killed or something. Like they're about to be discovered. Yes. The other piece that we have read is about um, Zaf- I think it's Zafoid B. 
Beeblebrox. Yes. Does that sound right? Sure. I'm double checking here, I should say. Um, who is president, galactic president? Um, sure. And, yeah, Zaphod. Um, and he is this strange alien man with three arms and two heads. And he's, like, very... He seems like just a playboy, like, socialite, but was elected president so that he would be a figurehead. That's what it which, sounds which, like. Which, 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 <laughs> which, I know this book was written in 1979. Uh-huh. But holy shit. Yeah. The real life parallels are a little, um, what's the word? Um... Parallel. Stark. Yeah, Stark. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Scary. then so he he's going to this unveiling of this new ship and he yes. steals it and says yes. basically like Peace bye. out bye. <laughs> so that's kind of where we are. So there we have those two kind of sets of characters that are not together yet. Um Yeah. And that's it. That's what we have. I know. I didn't I, want to give you more chapters because the book is so short. No, and I don't think you should have. I just don't have any idea how these stories are going to connect. And the other thing I think is it's going to be, I think we should go through our normal questions, but I don't know how helpful they will be. Well, I think we'll have to kind we of could try. add on. I also will say that it's been a couple of years since I read this book, and while that I, was going to be my question was yeah. like, why'd you pick this? What do you remember? And I picked it because it's one super short and two a lot of fun, um, and I do think a lot of people will have like a lot of our listeners will have read it or be interested in reading it with us. Right. I also it's been a little while since I read it, but not super long. I read it, you know, since I moved to Colorado. Um, yeah. And I listened to the audiobook, and the audiobook was fabulous. Stephen Fry is a fucking genius. Yeah. So I really liked that. He's currently playing Booth's therapist on... I'm rewatching Bones right now. And because I like having crime serials on in the background when I work. He was really good for such a long time. And yeah, he's Booth's therapist in it. (laughs) Gordon Gordon. Oh, that's Stephen... Of course, that's my brain. Like never made that connection when I was watching that show. Oh, yeah. That's Stephen Fry. Gordon Gordon. Gordon Gordon. Um, anyway, so I picked it because I wanted to reread it and I thought you would enjoy it. Now, I don't remember a lot about like specifics, I guess. Like I remember yeah. the general where we're going and how we're getting there. Right. But not so much specifics. So I may not be helpful in Hintsville. Um, but I do think we should try to use our normal questions. And if something comes to me, I will Great. extrapolate as needed. Sounds good. Do you want to do that? Do you want to do predictions? Well, I mean, we, I mean. Is there more? That's Is there more stalling you can do? I don't know. That's what we're here to do. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Sure. Okay. So here at Novel Predictions, we have a set of questions that we um, developed based on a few different things, but they generally work for most stories. We don't know if this is one of those times. But I we'll am, see. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I just don't even know because because here's the problem with doing it with this type of novel is that like you know it's absurd. Yeah. You know it's purposefully that, absurd. Right, and I'm okay with that. I love this kind of absurd, and I love this type of quirk and 
that's awesome. The problem with it is I really don't, it's like, it, it makes me think like, it's when people read those revolutionary books for the first time, you know what I mean? When it's like something like, I go back to plays because that's where my education lies, like, you know, A Doll's House or, you know, saw, you know, the all Waiting for Godot, these like milestones, you know what I mean? Like they didn't know where it was headed. They, they didn't know, you know, what was going to happen with it because it was so different at the time. And I feel like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is one of those like monumental books that just changed a lot of how people do storytelling and how different it was and how it got picked up culturally. And I just feel like I'm looking at a really big statue or a really big mountain from a, from a tiny little pixelated viewpoint. And I'm having to tell you what it is. You know what I mean? It just feels so yeah, like it doesn't follow any sort of pattern and that's why it's so great. But I'm just going to have to pull some weird ass things out of the woodwork, I guess. Cause literally anything can happen. He set up this universe where anything can happen. Yeah. Well, he and, destroyed and- Earth within the first two chapters. <laughs> the mean, only familiarity we had, it's gone. Which I think is a, it's a purposeful choice because it puts you in the same, like aspect of Arthur Dent. You're like I have no nothing. The only reference point I have ever had is gone. Now what? Right. Right. It's a, well, I mean, that's, I guess, one thing where it's predictable in that you've got a protagonist that is thrown into a new world. Right. And as the protagonist is explained things, the reader is explained things. It's not a protagonist who's familiar with the world and you're trying to figure out a way to introduce your reader into this strange land. You can do it through the foreign protagonist. Well, um, and through the the Hitchhiker's Guide, because that's yes the whole point of the book is that Arthur will look something up, like he looked up Earth and it said Earth harmless. Oh my! And gosh. he was like, "Is that the only thing that is in this entire book about Earth?" And Ford said, "No, I've amended it. It says mostly, mostly harmless. harmless. <laughs> like so, or like the little babblefish. Like he looked up the yes. babblefish or whatever. And it's interesting because the." It's pretty meta because they have the copy of the book, but there's also like sidebars in the text that are we're clearly reading the Hitchhiker's the Guide. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of a Did cool... yours Did yours Are you listening to it or are you reading it? Right now I'm reading it cuz my audiobook so, copy hasn't come in yet. Did you Does yours have like um a weird little amendment in the beginning that's in italics? About the change in the cover? No. Okay, so my copy, because it's a reprint, okay. has this very interesting, like, two-page introduction, so to speak, about the change of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy cover. And it was so interesting. The one point that I remembered specifically was it talked about how this girl had come up with a way to solve all of the universe's problems but then she like promptly died or something oh wait yeah my my copy had that i didn't is about the cover well mine talked about the fact that this is a new edition and there's a smiley face there's a a a butt a yellow button on the cover that says don't panic and it's in a smaller pocket size so okay i see what you're saying so that is part of the original book 
Oh, it is? Yeah. Um, Even though it talks about... Oh, that's so clever. Because they're talking about the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy in universe of the book. That's so interesting because it totally talks about... It it makes it seem like that this reprint that I have, like they added some addendum to it. That's really cool. Yeah. So that is within context... Um, the, cause the don't panic thing is part of the, the book, right? Yeah. Um, they reference it when Arthur's reading the book. So that is, that is a original print thing. See, huh. it's super meta. Like a lot yeah. of it is very meta. I'm okay with that. Which is cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a, things they carried, life of pie, metafiction, and I get along really well. <laughs> So I guess now I'm done stalling. Yeah, I think maybe you've exhausted your stalls. Damn it. <laughs> but that's okay. So, okay, let's start with our original questions and we will spin off as we need to. Okay. So the first question we always ask is, does the main character fall in love? What do you think? I actually think no. I actually think this is going to be the first book you don't, you give me that doesn't have any sort of love story in it. Okay. Why do you think that? It's a boy book. (laughs) Okay. I don't think it needs to be there. Because I even think that, like, you know, you think about, like, Bill and Ted. I mean, yeah, there's, like, the princesses that are really fucking hot that come back with them. Mm -hmm. But I don't even, I don't. Okay, maybe there might be a female of sorts that tags along, but I don't think she's significant. And I wouldn't call it love. Okay. Yeah, Zayful, Zaypod, goddammit. That whatever. Z. We're going to call him Z because I can't say his name. That's fine. Um, It's hard to catch in that first section, but he has a woman with him. Her name is Trillian. Right. But I, I don't. I, I'm, I'm assuming that Arthur is our guide. Okay. Through yeah. This. Yeah. So there's a woman involved right now. She's just that has no connection to Arthur. Right. That's my guess. If we're going off of the idea that Arthur is the main character, which is what I'm going to go for. Okay. Here. Um. Yeah, then he doesn't fall in love. I do think there are going to be females present. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some alien chick who tries to hit on him. Do you think but... anyone else will be falling in love? Any of the other characters? No, I, I, I think if anything, I think Ford might have like a long lost wife or somebody that he left a long time ago. Okay. Um. That might show up again, and they might rekindle it, but more of like a, he's too much of a nomad sure, to really kind of settle down, and he abandoned her, and it was like a lost flame or a fling of that sort. God, I'm so, I'm just making up <laughs> shit. Okay. We're going to go with that. Okay, that sounds good. Um, All right, what tropes do you think you'll see? Okay, so, so far, we've got aliens invade Earth intergalactic journey told from the perspective of a human who's never traveled through the universe before very dr whovian right like Um, a companion kind of situation uh uh-huh um boy book um there's like weird jokes in it 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 wasn't like fart jokes but it was like (laughs) some of it was gross and you just were kind of like what i don't understand and I don't like to use that. I, I hate 
that still when we are like it's a boy book yeah. and it's a it's a girl book like I don't think that should exist anymore but I think I'm allowed to classify it in in the 1970s the way that they would have in the 1970s yeah, yeah. and the 1980s um of, of who it was tailored for right and um I think we're going to continue to see that I think tropes that we will see and we haven't seen Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're going to get a trio. I think Arthur Ford and either this other dude or someone else is going to tag along, but I definitely think we're going to get a trio trapezing throughout the universe. Actually, you know what? I take that back. It's a buddy comedy. I'm going to go back okay. a step. And it's going to be Ford and Arthur, Arthur are like road trip buddy companions. Okay. You're pulling a lot of Bill and Ted like That's the only energy. reference I've got. Okay. That's it. Okay, that's it for Trump. My sci-fi knowledge is super limited. Um, to that and, like, Star Wars, and that's not this. Um, no. No, can you imagine? <laughs> so there's... So Arthur's father is actually an alien. <laughs> His name is Death Vader. And wow. Wow. <laughs> um, Arthur's technically a Jedi. Um, anyway, I don't know. I... I mean, that's like six. I'm going with the Bill and Ted route. We're going for it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and main character who's ordinary does something to save the day that's not necessarily extraordinary. It's very small. Like, whatever he does is, like, seemingly inconsequential, but it, like, helps save everybody somehow. Right. Okay, I'm going to call that ordinary character saves the day with small action. Yes. I like that trip. Thank you. Okay. Um, this one's convoluted, I think, in the context of this book, but mm-hmm. is there a mentor? Uh, yeah, I think it's Ford. I think Ford is going to be Arthur's guide and mentor to the universe slash the book. I was going to say, do you think the book will count as a mentor too? Yeah, I think the book is its own entity and the narrator is... A very interesting character, in my opinion. Yeah. Has a very unique voice. That sounds like Stephen Fry. Well, but- <laughs> I, mean, I think it's interesting that the book entries are, like, sassy. They're so sassy. And, it like, at one point even pointed out it was, like, I don't remember what it was talking about, but it was, like, the entry in this encyclopedia would be way less fun. Oh, I think it was the entry for alcohol. Yes. When they're talking about the blaster, whatever. Yes. No, it's just, it's a very sassy, and I want to know, like, I would love to pick Douglas Adams' brain about, like, who wrote this book? You know what I mean? And obviously, hitchhikers make entries in it as evidenced by four, so it's like a collection. Right. But there's obviously, like, who is this person? Who's the editor? Yeah, that's telling us the story. Yeah, who's the editor? And who is making these corrections? And you know, what is their humor like and what is their origin? And I don't think we're going to find out. I think the, the narrator's some mystery on purpose, mm-hmm. but I like the idea of this being someone, um, even if it's an AI, I don't care. I, but you hope that you find out. I hope so. I don't, I don't think we're going to though. I don't think it's going to be like, we open up some room that's like the size of a, 
you know, elevator and it's got all the buttons and everything in it. And it like the computer talks to Arthur and is like, I'm the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy. Mm-hmm. I'm a sassy bitch. Like, no, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. It would be funny, but I don't think it's going to happen. Okay. Who's going to die? I think a lot of, well, the entire earth died. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that another couple of planets are going to be destroyed before the end of this. Okay. Um, uh, God, I don't. Do you think any I, of the characters we've met so far will die? Sure. I think the bad guy will die. Which the, is? The dude that they're on the ship with. The Vogon the, leader guy? Yes. Whose girlfriend left him and now he's all sad? Yes. I think he will die. Okay. I think he'll crash the spaceship or something. I don't know. Any of our maybe protagonists going to die? Arthur Ford or the... Or Zaphod? Zaphod. Z. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I don't think so. I do think that we'll, another couple planets will get destroyed. And I think the, the main guy is going to... That that the sad ship captain is going to die. Do you think that the ship captain is a major villain in this story arc? No, I don't think so. I think it's who he works for. Okay. Is the major villain. Okay, so. Because I'm going to have a sensible plot on here, and I don't think it's going to be it, but we're going to go for it. <laughs> okay, so the next question is, what's the twist? Okay, so I think, <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I'm just going for it, go for because it. I've got nothing else. Yeah. So. In the context of my brain, this is something, some semblance of what I got. Mm-hmm. So they're about to be killed by the sad ship captain. And I think they're going to like run around the cap, the, the ship trying to avoid him. And they're going to try and find another way to hop onto another ship. Right. Okay. Which, but we haven't really learned that process yet of how that works. Um, Cause Arthur was drunk and it just kind of happened. And along the way, Arthur's going to pick up something. We don't know what that something is. I'm going to call it the MacGuffin for now. It's a small <laughs> MacGuffin, like a button or a pin or a book. It's not, it, it's something that looks inconsequential that just like catches his eye as they're like running about the ship or hiding or something. Okay. And he's going to take that with them. So then in the little mini chase around the ship, the sad ship captain gets distracted in trying to kill them because he hates hitchhikers. And they manage, though, to get off the ship, but simultaneously, like, destroy it accidentally. Like, it's it, when they, like, hop off, something goes off, or the ship captain runs it into a planet. Like, something happens, right? Like, he okay. doesn't... It, the ship gets destroyed. Sure. But then they hitchhike onto Z's ship. Okay. And Z is, like, this playboy, but they have a ship, and because it's smaller and there's, like, not a lot of people on it, it's, like, him and the girl and whatever else, they're not as opposed to hitchhikers. And they see that Arthur has this MacGuffin, and they're like, holy shit, that's, like, really important. And Arthur's like, well, I just thought it was shiny. And so he took it. And they're like, no, dude, like, we got to get this back to this thing, and we need to find where it goes before somebody else takes it. And... And the somebody else that is threatening it and finding it is the sad ship captain's boss who is finds out that in the wreckage she thinks the thing is gone but has some signal that it's like actually still alive somehow the the MacGuffin Mm -hmm. and he's like oh my god these fucking hitchhikers took it so I'm going to chase them around the galaxy to get my little MacGuffin back okay 
And I think that the team works together to get it back to its like rightful home where it's supposed to be to create more peace around a certain galaxy. And that's how they win. Okay. I like it. It's a thing. It's It's a a story. It's a thing. I'm going to ask you a couple of leading questions. Oh my God. Um, where does the, the, uh, meaning of life 42 come in? Shit. <laughs> I just want to know, cause it's, I mean, it could fit into your story somewhere. Just where does it fit? Why did they, why do they find that? And how did they find that? All I remember about it was that the answer was that somebody messed it up, right? Like there was some, somebody did something that like they switched up the answers to the meaning of life yes that's all i can remember is that they said that like somebody mixed up the answer to what is you know six times seven 42 and then and what is the meaning of life and so the answer to six times seven is supposedly the real meaning of life but when it got translated or sent out to people they thought it was 42 hmm Okay. So maybe they're, I don't think this is it, but maybe they're in search for the actual meaning of life. And because they knew it was a mistake and they're trying to fix it. Okay. Do you know who is providing them the this these answers? The book. Do you think the book hold, is hold, holds the meaning of life in it? Yeah, and I, I think, like, the thing that okay. Arthur finds is either, like, a missing page or something or, like, a, a piece of information or, you know, like, an extra item. Like, I know that the book is, like, a physical book, but they obviously can log shit into it. So right, it's knows, a digital like, thing. Right, so they can put, like, samples in it or, like, scannable pictures. You know what I mean? Like, I don't necessarily know how this technology works, but it's understandable to think that they would add something to it. Okay, cool. I really don't think this book's that deep, but that's fine. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) so what do you think is the end goal? Not the goal, but like, what do you think is going to be the end for Arthur? Because his planet is destroyed. I think he's going to be a hitchhiker in the galaxy. And I think he's going to travel and continue to collect items and information across the galaxy to feed the book like Ford once did. So he's going to be a contributor? Yes. Okay. It's the only logical thing. That or he finds another Earth-like planet to settle down on, but I don't think he'll do that. Okay. All right. Good plot. I like it. Thanks. I tried. <laughs> um, all right. Why is the story from the main character's perspective? It's totally a plot device to introduce us to this um, world um, and this universe and how it works. Um, giving us something that we are familiar with, a human male, and putting him in an unfamiliar situation. And then, um, but also this whole kind of like one ordinary man can become something extraordinary lesson. Right. Okay, cool. So taking somebody who's like seemingly not unique at all and putting them in unique situations and seeing how they handle it, you know? He's not a chosen one or anything. He's just there. Right. And he just, like, happened to be friends with Ford, and Ford happened right, to exactly. save his life. Right, exactly. Ford happened to save his life and be like, hey, I kind of like you and think you don't deserve to be 
you know, slaughtered with the rest of this planet. And I think that you could actually make it as a hitchhiker. Right. Okay. Wheel, what about, what stories does this remind you of? Bill and Ted's most excellent adventure. <laughs> That's all I got. Um, Any I other know. sci-fi? That's the thing is that like I'm, I'm having trouble. I don't know. I'm, I can't think of a lot of other sci-fi where, I mean, I, I kind of, it did remind me a little bit of Illuminae because the planet explodes within the first like book with the first chapter or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, all the ship travel and the kind of weird book, you know, cause Illuminae is told in like weird files. Yeah. Which if you're listening to this and you haven't read Illuminae, <laughs> it's fucking amazing. It's very and good. And it's, it's. It's a work of art um, in the form of a book and a story and a narrative, and you need to read it. Um, I so just, it makes me think. I just read uh, their newest one. Aurora, Aurora Rising. Aurora Rising. Very good. Yeah, oh, nice. Distinctly different. Yeah. It was it kind of like um, Star Trek meets. Oh, there was another. Well, I just said this to Nate the other day. It was because it's like a it's like a group of of people and it's right. like a benevolent organization. Oh, I said it was Star Trek meets Annihilation. Oh, all right, yeah, but but YA and very good, and I good to know. cared a lot about the people, which is always my thing, right? They're stellar writers in their own right, Amy Kaufman and Jay Kristoff. Yeah, and then now putting them together is like one of the best things to happen to YA literature. Yeah, if you take nothing else away from this episode you should read their books yeah you should just not listen to the rest of the episode and instead <laughs> go read illuminae because michaela's just going to continue to make a fool of herself what are, any of anything else no i'm going to stick with illuminae and bill and ted's most excellent adventure because again i think that like hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy is one of those things that like other sci-fi books refer to it was a mm-hmm. revolutionary thing in its genre and it doesn't there's not a lot that it can be compared to do you think that they are going to be, like, on a ship the whole time, or do you think they're going to go to other planets? I kind of hope they go to other planets. I think the majority of it is going to be on ships, though. Also, do kind you... Kind of Firefly-like. Yeah, sure. Love Firefly. Yes. Um, do you think that the two groups, like Ford and Z, do you think they know each other already? They know each other by reputation, but have never met. At least Ford knows of. Oh no, Ford's been stuck. He's been there for on 15 Earth. years. Mm-hmm. Then no. No. Okay. I just hit my nose on the microphone. <laughs> Got too excited. Apparently. <laughs> well, what is there any other questions? No, I don't know. That's all the questions. I mean, what's all of our questions? This feels like such a short episode. Um, I think it's short though because the book is short and we've. You know, like, we only got to read, what, like, 45 pages? Right. Not a lot of it at all. Even though that's 25% of this book. Right. Um, And I don't know. I don't have any, like, strong feelings about it other than the fact that I'm, like, super confused. I'm, like, really interested to see where it's going to go. But I also have this just, like, weird guttural feeling that, like, I'm just going to hate this book. And I'm worried I'm going to, like, lose my nerd card. You think you're going to hate it? I do. I think I don't know why. I don't have any inclinations except a weird little gut feeling that like Do you hate it right now? No. 
But I have this, okay, I'm weird, and you know this about me. When it comes to things that are, like, really pop culture heavy and that people, like, they really like mm-hmm. um, and that are popular, I tend to just don't like them, and I tend to not try them and be just because they're popular, which doesn't make any fucking sense, and it's really stupid of me. But for some reason, I'm just like, there's this, like, really revolutionary book I'm reading in my hands. It's like you know, trying to tell a female English student that she doesn't like Pride and Prejudice and it's weird. <laughs> and I, I don't, I don't know. It just feels like this big book, which is ironic for how small it is, <laughs> that was like so iconic and I never picked it up. And which is why I never read it because like all of my sci-fi nerd friends had read it sure. and they loved it. And I was like, I don't need to read it. It's stupid. Like I was trying to play hipster before hipster was a thing. And it, it I don't know. It just makes me I guess I hope I like it. I want to like it. Um, but I'm just worried my nerd card's going to be revoked because I might not like it. So, okay, as of now, are you enjoying it? Yes. But I'm not eager to like go pick it back up, if that makes sense. Like, I've been reading other things in the meantime, and I'm more excited to read those things than I am to read this. But I have no reason not to like it. Okay. And I'm excited to listen to Stephen Fry. Right. I really, honestly, like, I wasn't, this sounds stupid, but I was enjoying it up until they got on the spaceship. Like, I thought it was really clever and really funny, and the voice was great, and it was on Earth. But I'm a little intimidated by this whole, like, introduction of weird worlds and societies. And are you put off, you're put off by the jargon aspect yes. of it? But I'm always put up by the jargon. Like, always. I, it's probably why I don't read high fantasy books and high sci-fi that are, you know, like James S.A. Corey, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. uh, what's that series? I see it in my head. Fuck. I don't know. But, you know, I don't read those, those cause of the jargon and they get looped up in them. And even in this tiny little book, there's a bunch of jargon. So jargon is starting to sound like one of those foreign words. That doesn't sound right because I've said it too many times. <laughs> I was making a graphic today and I was writing the word sale and I kept changing the font. And by the time I was done, I didn't think that sale was spelled correctly. <laughs> like S-A-I-L? No, or like S-A-L-E. S-A-L-E. Oh, nice. I kept being like, what the fuck is up with this? This doesn't seem right anymore. And it's because you had too many fonts. <laughs> it's because we looked at it in too many different fonts. That's what I keep saying when I keep saying jargon. It's like jargon, jargon. It seems to become like its own alien species at this point. Do we? Do you have a podcast that you want to promote? Okay. Yes. So now that we're done with our questions and we've gotten our opinions about this book out of the way um we will also encourage you to go and join our book club on goodreads goodreads and make your own predictions if you haven't read the book or comment on kale's predictions if you have yeah you can tell me what an idiot i am that's fine (laughs) just no spoilers this is the one part of our entire podcast where we don't permit spoilers is on this section of the goodreads page um so that that discussion board um, because anyone who is like me and has not read the book can predict freely without criticism. You, they, you can criticize them. You can laugh if you want to, um, but you can be nice to one to. either, <laughs> but be nice to one another. And you know, we're in this weird ass journey together. And then when the reveal comes and the review happens, then you all can snicker and laugh. Those of you who have read it. Yes. 
Yeah, absolutely. So there's there's a no spoilers post and a spoilers post that you'll be able to to engage with both of those. So we encourage you to do that. Um, and since this is our predictions episode and I am the rereader, I have a, another podcast to share with you. What? Yay! So we like to share a bookish podcast or a pop culture co- podcast or a nerd podcast that we've been enjoying recently um, every month. And this month I wanted to shout out the Feminist Book Club I love the Feminist Book Club. <laughs> yeah. No, I know about the Feminist Book Club because of boobies and newbies. Yeah. So we haven't shouted them out yet. And I thought that that was a shame. So. Um, yes. And you should go check them out. So that's, I love the Feminist Book Club. Yeah. Go hang They up. have a box. Did you know that they have a monthly subscription box uh, that you can get their book with their book club? That's book? amazing. And. It's so cool. That's such a good idea. And we don't have any money, so we're not going to do that. But. No. It's. It's awesome. And you should go listen to them and promote other indie book yeah. podcast stuff that being said i'm just gonna i'm just gonna i'm gonna take the microphone for yeah. a hot second and just like please support your local independent bookstores if you can please support local independent businesses this holiday season it's really important to your communities and it's something that you know i understand people's financial troubles i understand e-readers i understand wanting you know different formats and and you know, but there are different alternatives. Um, even supporting Barnes and Noble's Nook over a Kindle is really great. Supporting Libro FM over Audible is amazing. And buying from your local independent bookstore keeps the money within your community, within your town, and allows you to have local jobs and places to read and community places and have author visits. And just um, if you don't know where an independent bookstore is, where you live, you can go to um, the, it's called bookweb.org and it's the American Booksellers Association um website and they you literally can type in your zip code and they will tell you the nearest independent bookstore location to you within like 50 miles um so look please just go do that sincerely um also check books out from your local library there's overdrive and libby and library you know as a bookseller and a librarian here on this podcast it means a lot to us and being able to be in those communities being able to have those resources in your communities is wonderful and but you have to help keep them there so and even you know even if you don't want to go buy the book from your local independent bookstore renting checking them out from the library is actually really helpful for book sales and publishers and knowledge the circulation rates at libraries are recorded as well they They may not be in the new york times bestseller list but publishers keep track of that shit well and libraries buy hundreds and hundreds of copies of books when they come out so it's important to support your library because that does affect the new york times bestseller list stuff it Um, does also Checking out ebooks and audiobooks from your library is a super cool thing, and um, Macmillan Publishing is being a butt about pretty much audio <laughs> about new release ebooks right now with libraries, and that's something you should go look up and inform yourself on because it's really um, rather interesting and insane. So there is an ALA petition right now, American Library Association, that you can go sign and tell Macmillan to fuck off and stop embargoing libraries from books and tell them how much the community means to you and we are now stepping off of our soapboxes thank you for listening to us about it we just know that as fellow readers that you know we hope that you are as passionate about these things as we are and if you didn't know about them before we hope you know about them now um and we are also open on our social media to talk about any of these issues along with the books yes um and you know the other thing that might be fun too is 
you know, you're always welcome to give us book recommendations and always welcome to, you know, talk to us about your ideas and the review episodes and your own predictions. But feel free to reach out to us about these questions too. Obviously, being librarians and booksellers, we're really knowledgeable about the industry and this backside of it. So um, feel free to do that too. We are a resource. Um, I'm personally at Kale's Corner. Um, Allison is at Allison at the at library. The li- library. Yeah. And then together we're at Novel Prediction on Instagram and Twitter. And Allison does a great job with our social. I try. You 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 do better than try. You are you succeed. Yay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we'll step off our soapboxes now, and we will turn off our microphones and check out Feminist Book Club. Read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy with us. Make sure you which go is back wh- and listen to Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Which I might end up reading and finishing this book because of Snow Day. So yeah, maybe today. Now that the we've day. recorded this, maybe today's the day. <laughs> and I'll just text Allison later and be like, I don't even want to put up the episode. Uh, <laughs> but anyway that being said um anything else you want to add no i think we should sign off and let them go read yes go read i'm kales and i'm allison keep making not nope oh fuck it's the other way around (laughs) okay you do it i'm kales and i'm allison keep making novel predictions that's how we sign off bye bye